Hey, business owners. My name is Ola Kimball, and I am a business coach as well as the owner and founder of A Field Life. A Field Life is a platform where I equip and empower entrepreneurial women to build profitable and purposeful businesses. Today, I would like to discuss economic value. I've been looking around and searching different websites and looking on social media, and I see there's been an uptick in businesses when it comes to their marketing and their promotion. And it came to me when um, I was at a conference and they mentioned that a successful business is something that people either love or they need. And that all ties back into economic value. So what is economic value? If you think about it, every time a customer purchases something from somewhere, whether it's from Walmart, whether it's from the mall, they're deciding that they value what it is that they're purchasing more than they value anything else that they could buy at that moment with their money. So if you think about it, when you were young and you got your allowance or you first like you earned your first five dollars and you were trying to figure out what am I going to spend this money on? Am I going to spend it on some candy? Am I going to save it for something bigger or am I just going to spend it all up right now on the first thing I see or like the mo- like the rest of us would call an impulse buy? But that's what I want us to think about as business owners. Every time your customer purchases something from you, they're deciding that they value the item, whether it's a product or a service. They're deciding that they want that and they value that more than anything else that they could spend their money on at the moment. And if you think about it, that brings that puts a lot of responsibility on our part to make sure that we're offering value and that we're offering something that is reliable for them. That is going to do what we say it's going to do for them, especially in terms of products. If you're going to go buy some shoes, you want to make sure if you're buying some $250 shoes, they better be worth every bit of that $250. Meaning my feet better not hurt in them. They better last more than a month. If I do it right, they better last more than a year. That's what I think about when I buy shoes for my kids. If I buy my son some shoes, I want to make sure that they're going to last longer than two weeks. And since he's on the young end of the spectrum, he's outside running and he's getting into everything. So he runs through shoes pretty quickly, which is why I don't necessarily purchase the 50 and the $60 shoes. No, we go to, we go to H&M and he picks out the shoes that he wants. And there we go. We know that that's going to last us for at least a month or two. And then we'll go back to H&M and buy some more until he gets to an age where he can take better care of his shoes. So that's what I want you to think of when you're thinking of your economic value. The item that you are selling or the service that you are selling, make sure that you are that your value is up to par to what you what you want your consumer to think of it. Um, Also, there are some questions or there's a pattern that happens when it comes to potential purchase. And I'm sure all of us can attest to this. We think of pretty much nine different things. We think of its efficacy, which is how well does it work? Its speed, how quickly does it work? Its reliability, can we depend on it to do what we purchased it to do? Its ease of use, how much effort does it require? It's flexibility. How many things does it do? The status. How does this affect the way others perceive us? The aesthetic appeal. How attractive or otherwise aesthetically pleasing is it? Um, Or how well does it look? Um, It's emotion. How does it make us feel? 
in the cost, which is how much do I have to give up for this? How much, how much money do I have to give up in order to get this thing that I want? Those are the nine things that we think of or that consumers overall think of. They may not think all about it all at once. If you purchase good, that's what you're going to think of. Or the higher the value, the higher the cost, the more of these you're going to think of because you're trying to justify how much or the reason why you're going to spend that much money. So when we purchase our cars, those are 10, 20, 30, 50, up to $100,000 or more in a purchase. You're going to go through each one of these to make sure that what you're spending that money on is going to tie into each one of these patterns or each one of the common items or elements so does the car work does the car work quickly so can i just start the key or push the button and it's going to turn on i don't have to do the cranking motion as if we're in the 1950s do i the status does it make does it give me the status that i want because if i'm going to go buy a rolls royce best believe i want to make sure i have that rolls royce status if i'm going to go buy a fiat yo i like fiats but i know that's not going to be on the same level as a BMW are the same level as a Rolls Royce. So I want to make sure that I understand that the money I'm getting translates into the the ease of use, the status, the, the aesthetic appeal, the reliability that I'm getting from it. And when you think of these, they're trade-offs. There's two categories for trade-offs. You're either going to get the trade-off for convenience and you're going to get the trade-off for the fidelity. So for your convenience, that's your ease of use. Something that's convenient is going to be quick, reliable, easy, and flexible, whereas something that is more loyal is going to be quality, status, aesthetic appeal. It gives you an emotional impact. So those are things that we look for and things that we think of because all trade-offs are is they're made in the development of the new offerings, and that's what gives each option its unique identity. So if you're purchasing, for instance, Gap Incorporated, they have three lines of businesses. There are three different Gap stores. They may not all be called Gap, but they are Gap stores. That's Old Navy, that's Gap, and that's Banana Republic. When you have Old Navy, you think of functional clothing. You think low-cost clothing. You know they're going to have that sale where every one of their flip-flops is a dollar. And everybody goes crazy trying to make sure that they get the flip-flops that they want and make sure that they get it for a dollar. Am I right? If not, please let me know. Then you have Gap. Gap, they're on that next level. So that's the more moderate cost. So that's going to be your style and your fashion. Their items, their clothing is a little bit more fashionable than Old Navy, but not as fashionable as the next line of business, which is going to be your premium cost. Your premium cost is Banana Republic. That's where the status comes in because Banana Republic has a higher status than what Gap has. Gap, yes, that's for the... That's where I'm going to get my khakis and my work pants and things of that nature. But if I'm going to Banana Republic, I'm looking for my resort wear. I'm looking for a certain outfit or a certain dress or maybe even a certain top that I'm going to go for this special occasion. Or if I have a certain job or a certain look, that's where if Banana Republic ties into what I'm looking for, that's where I'm going to go. And so it offers a premium cost. It's going to be higher than Old Navy and it's going to be higher than Gap. And you'll notice the Banana Republic doesn't really advertise often. And when they do, it's not really, they're not really advertising a sale. If anything, they're offering or they're advertising a new collection that they've launched. So if you notice, all of these items are, all of these stores have the same type of clothing, same type of pants, same type of tops, same type of dresses, 
same type of shoes, including flip-flops. I've seen flip-flops at every single last one of these shoes, but I know Old Navy is where I'm going to get flip-flops at a dollar. Then they also offer different trade-offs. So for that consumer that's looking for a low cost to get quick in and out, they're going to go to Old Navy versus someone who's going to think more or they think more about the look that they're trying to convey. They may, they may go to either Gap or more or one more level up, which would be Banana Republic. Each line, again, each line of business attracts a different customer. But if you notice, all the money that comes from each and every one of these stores, they go right back up to Gap Incorporated. Gap was smart enough to know that, hey, I can't, they can't advertise to, they can't advertise to all the customers all at the same time with the same line of, with the same store or the same business. There's not going to be one store that holds the same clothing that Old Navy, Gap, and Banana Republic sell all in one thing. That's basically where it becomes a Walmart of clothing. And if you think about it, when people think of that, they're not going to think of a high quality brand. So Gap Incorporated said, you know what, let's split this up. Let's do our functional low cost items in one store. Let's do our next level up for style and fashion. We'll do that next level up with Gap. And then we'll have our high end quality premium products. That'll be our Banana Republic line. They'll still get all the money from it, but at the same time, they're catering to each one of their customers' needs or the generic customers' needs. Another example would be in the car industry. So you have you have these car brands that have like different types of cars. So you have your crossovers, you have your sedans, you have your um, coupes. So they know it's going to be a different type of customer for each type of car. And that's they're trying to make sure that they cater to everyone without it being everyone's market if that makes sense so bmw bmw as a brand they own three different car um three different car brands so they own mini they own bmw and they own rolls royce so it's going to be one customer who goes to mini because they want the functionality still has style but it's more it's reliable not more reliable but it's reliable it's east it has a higher ease of use and it's a low cost. So it's quicker for them to get a mini than it would be for a BMW or a Rolls Royce for that type of customer. But even breaking it down more, mini has three different types of cars. So they have their mini Cooper, they have their paceman, they have their countryman. They may have others as well, but I'm not um, privy to those at the moment. But each customer has a car that breaks down to each and every one of their needs. So if they need a paceman or if they need a larger one, they know that they're going to go to the countryman because that may hold more people or provide more space. And same with BMW, they go for style, status, and they have a mid-cost to premium-cost brand depending on what type of BMW you get. They have the um, the, the SUVs, which would be your X-Series, your X2, 3, 4, 5, or it may start in 3, so 3, 5, 4, 5, 6. All of those cars, and they all vary in different sizes as well as different costs. Then you have your M-Series for those who may want the speed and the sportier look. Um, for Rolls-Royce, they have their different ones, and they're based on status, aesthetic, and they're a premium cost. So you know when you have a Rolls-Royce, that's going to be a higher status that you get, but you're also going to pay for that higher status. That's your premium product. So when you're looking... When you're looking into your economic value for your product and or your service, you want to make sure that if you're telling the story that you're providing to a certain customer, 
that not only does your price match, but also the product or service that you're providing. Make sure that that value is there. Remember, facts tell and stories sell. So you want to make sure that your facts line up, but you want to make sure that your story conveys what you're trying to prove to them or what you're trying to get them to understand so that they have no problem with coming to spend with you. If you're going to be giving them low, if you're going to be giving them Old Navy, don't charge Banana Republic pricing because not only is that going to cross you at the end, but it's also going to disable the trust and disable the following that you could receive. Um, so yeah, think about that. What is your economic value and what trade-offs does your product or service provide? Um, those nine trade-offs that we talked about earlier, that was e efficacy, which was how well does it work? Speed, how quickly does it work? Reliability, can I depend on it to do what I want it to do? Ease of use, how much effort does it require? Flexibility, how many things does it do? Status, how does this affect the way others perceive me? Aesthetic appeal, how attractive or otherwise aesthetically pleasing is it? Meaning, how does it look? Does it look the way I want it to look? Does it make me look the way I want to look? Um, emotion, does it convey the emotion that I want? Does it make me feel good? Does it make me feel bad? Does it make me feel happy? Does it make me feel sad? Um, and the cost, how much do I have to give up to get this? Make sure that the cost that it equates to the value is adaptable or not adaptable the but the value makes sense so make sure the value that you're promoting or the value that you're providing makes sense to the price that you're posting and don't undersell your stuff because if you're giving me rolls royce value but you're charging old navy prices then i'm going to think twice to see if i'm going to think twice about purchasing it because I'm not going to think that it's really Rolls Royce value. So your customer is not going to fully show up or not fully participate or even fully um, use the product that you're offering or the product that you're selling if you're selling it at one price, but the value is supposed to be so much more. And that's all I have for you today. Um, drop in the comments and let me know what you think. Um, I'm going to try to do these on a bi-weekly basis. Um, thank you again. If you'd like to know more about me, my website is www.afieldlife.com. That's A-F-I-L-L-E-D-L-I-F-E.com. Have a good one.